This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. We have seen companies make a strong push in recent years to incorporate more teams into their operations in the office. The belief is having a variety of opinions and thought on a project or problem will be handled better with a group rather than an individual. But there is another component to toss in here. What happens when the task is relatively simple or if it is complex? Does a simple task make it easier to be done by one individual? Does a complex task need more mind power to get it done? And it is that difference between simple and easy task that uh, is looked at in new research. Duncan Watts, professor here at the University of Pennsylvania with appointments in computer and information science, communication, as well as operations, information, and decisions. He was part of this research, and he joins us right now. Hi, Duncan. Great to have you back with us. Hi, Dan. Thanks for having me. Let's start with the reasons behind for you and your group looking mm-hmm. to want to focus on this particular element of office work. Right. So I think, you know, what we should be clear about is that, you know, whenever a manager or, or an organization is, is trying to decide how to accomplish a task, uh, they almost always face a fundamental choice between assigning that task to a group of people or a team, uh, which means a group of people who are interacting with each other and working together to solve the problem, uh, versus some collection uh, of isolated individuals. And so we may not sort of think about this decision, but it's something that we're always implicitly or explicitly making when we when we assign work to people. Uh, and this may seem like a trivial kind of decision to make, but uh, you know the research over several decades on this question has uh, has generated uh, you know a couple of you know uh, one sort of surprising finding uh, and one mystery. And the surprising finding is that. You know, very often it turns out that in, in experiments that people have conducted in, in mostly in lab settings, the groups of isolated individuals or what are sometimes called nominal groups tend to outperform interacting groups or teams, uh, under, uh, under a lot of conditions. Uh, and this is sort of surprising because we tend to lionize teams and we think teams are great. Yeah. Uh, but teams also tend to suffer a lot of what people call process losses. That, you know, when you get together in a group, you tend to, you know, you, you waste time, you compete with each other, uh, you fall into you know, bad habits like groupthink and so on. So there are actually quite good reasons why you might uh, take seriously the idea that a nominal group uh, can beat the team. Um, so that's sort of the surprising finding from the research. Uh, the, the mystery is, you know, clearly sometimes teams are better and sometimes they're not better. Yeah. And the question is, on what does it depend? Uh, and so obviously different types of teams work on different types of tasks. And so you might uh, imagine that the answer, you know, team versus nominal group uh, or team versus individuals uh, should depend on the, on the type of task that you're, that you're contemplating. Uh, and there's lots of different ways to classify tasks, but the, the one we've focused on in this research is what we call task complexity. And so, you know, complexity at a very high level is somewhat intuitive that, you know, some tasks have more uh, components or pieces to them. Right. Uh, and some tasks, those pieces are uh, interdependent in more uh, dense or, um, uh, or complicated ways. Uh, than other types of tasks. So, then, and so uh, yeah. So the then, focus of this research is like, you know, 
let's vary the task, the complexity of the task, and, yeah. and ask this question, when, when, when should teams do it and when should individuals do it? And I would imagine that complexity that you talk about, as important as it is, in many cases, understanding it and making the decisions off of it probably falls into the lap of a manager, correct? I think, you know, in practice, that is true. The problem that we uh, encountered when we started reading the literature on task complexity is that, you know, beyond the sort of very high level uh, and honestly not very helpful definition that I just gave you, it turns out to be really difficult to quantify task complexity. So if you think about any kind of real world task, you know, like programming software or, or um, you know, sort of scheduling um, uh, services or, um, you know, innovating or designing a new product, mm. you know, how would you sort of define the complexity of a task? Yeah. And how would you do that in a way that allows you to make, you know, apples to apples comparisons across very different types of tasks? And the answer is we don't have a good way of doing that. And so a manager is kind of stuck a little bit because they don't really know how to evaluate the complexity of the task that they're looking at. So in this research, we sort of skirted that whole issue. We got around it by identifying a, a class of tasks uh, where we could we could vary complexity in a in a nice sort of systematic principled way mm-hmm. uh, without changing uh, anything else about the task. Well, you know, one of the other things I, I found interesting in reading up on, on the work that you had done is that I guess there are times where when you're talking about group projects, group work. That, that there could be issues of understanding when the project is is actually done, when you've kind of, you know, gotten to the end of the process. Yeah. So that, that turned out to be a particular type of process loss that we observe, uh, you know, in this experiment. And so to be clear, the, 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 the type of task that we looked at is a, uh, is a uh, you know, an optimization task uh, with some constraints. So, the, you know, in particular, we have people come into a, a virtual lab setting and they work together or individually to sign, uh, assign a number of students to uh, some number of rooms. So yeah. something that's very you know, material here at you know, University of Pennsylvania, students come back on campus, they get assigned to dorm rooms, yeah. uh, and uh, different students have different preferences over different rooms, but they also have some constraints. Some students want to be together, other students don't want to be together. And so the, the task is, you know, assign students to rooms to maximize the aggregate utility while uh, respecting all of the constraints. And so you can make this task more or less complex by changing the number of students, the number of rooms, and the number of constraints. Uh, And so as we go from very simple tasks, where there's just a few students in a couple of rooms and not many constraints, up to very, very complex tasks where there's, you know, a couple of dozen students and, and many different rooms and lots and lots of constraints, uh, the task gets you know, dramatically more difficult, both for individuals and for teams. What do you think it ends up being the takeaway from doing this research? So the main takeaway from, from this task is that the really across the, even though everybody did uh, worse as the tasks got more complex, the very best individuals tended to be slightly better uh, than the teams. And so that finding is consistent with the ones that I mentioned earlier, where, uh, you know, nominal groups uh, tend to outperform teams. But interestingly, what we found is that uh, where teams really 
shine is in terms of efficiency. So mm-hmm. teams for a complex task could do almost as well as the very best individual, but they were able to do it much quicker. And that's because they were much faster. They generated more solutions and they generated faster solutions. Right. And they explored uh, uh, the space of possibilities uh, more broadly. Uh, and so, uh, you know, depending on whether your task is simple or complex and depending on whether what you care about is, you know, getting the absolute best possible score or getting something that's pretty close to the best possible for score, but getting it really efficiently, uh-huh. you're going to make a different decision as a manager. Duncan, thanks for a few moments, and uh, hopefully we can see you here in studio at some point down the road. Thank you. That would be great. Thanks, Dan. Thank you. Duncan Watts, a professor here at the University of Pennsylvania. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.